Thank you for joining the Underground Playground podcast with your hosts, Steve and Mike. We're bringing you the voices and the personalities of the physical culture world, so listen up. Yo, what's happening, Derek? What's happening, bro? Hey, cool, man. We're doing this uh, back in the game, um, Underground Playground podcast with uh, me and Steven. We got Derek Fay on from out in California. Steven is up at the CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin, and we're waiting for him to join. Derek, what's going on, buddy? Where are you at? What's the name of your gym again? Tell us. Riot Athletics. Riot Athletics, bro. dude. You, uh, one of the things that's big on the, uh, you know, the gym scene is uh, changing your uh, name if you're a CrossFit affiliate or rebranding or <laughs> stuff like that. And then people are like giving up affiliates. What uh, what process? You were a CrossFit affiliate before, weren't you? I think I technically kind of still am. I just haven't paid. <laughs> <laughs> So the are so, yeah right so like are they not following up with you or what what's the deal? Uh, the last contact I had was when we were out in Austin together, and um, they made it seem super official. And then I was like, okay, well I'll get back to you. And I just never did. And uh, I know I'm still listed on the affiliate map and all that stuff. So I'm just waiting. You know, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the official. Like, dude, it's crazy because you can't you can't change your Facebook name. We tried to change our Facebook name a couple years ago to yeah. Athletics, and it and it was denied. Oh, and then like, after, yeah, and after and they and like they usually deny you. There's like a long process you have to kind of go through, like to kind of get around their system. But uh, once you're denied, you can't change your you can't request another name change. Oh, so I haven't uh, I haven't taken down our facebook page yet i'm just kind of waiting until i'm forced to that's interesting because like I, I did go through like a name change with facebook a while back and uh, i like the way i think i got it through was like you have to make the new name kind of similar to the old one in a way like if yeah. you try to do a wholesale uh change um then what ends up happening is they deny it because they think you're just changing the whole page and all your followers are going to be tricked or something right yeah, something like that. But I mean, we changed from CrossFit Riot to Riot Athletics. Yeah. So I mean, it's still, yeah, and they said they said it wasn't the same thing. So that's exactly why we got denied. Um, and then there's no appeals process. Like you can appeal it, but it's just all it's all algorithms, you know. Like no one's actually really looking at it, and they give you no rhyme or reason. So yeah. I created I created the Riot Athletics page, but there's some fucking other gym in. Uh, can I say yeah. fuck on here? Oh, right? yeah. All right. There's another fucking gym in Seattle called Riot Athletics. And it's like, I think they're a CrossFit affiliate. I'm not sure. Like their pictures look like it, but huh. so, but that's our, that's like our, that's our corp name. So I'm, I'm holding strong, dude. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, that. just stick with it. You might have, I mean, you might have to make a whole new Facebook page, but I know there's a bunch of like other guys, you know, that have um, cross branded, I guess, or, you know, they're using, um, xyz athletics home of crossfit so-and-so i i actually got a um an email to when we for renewing our uh, affiliate so like i pay 500 a year we've been affiliated since uh, 2007 and uh i don't have any plans on giving it up but i did you know i changed our name to harbor city community fitness um you know to go along that path and uh, CrossFit told me that we have to feature the CrossFit name on the website more prominently for them to renew it. And so we'll see how that goes. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we're yeah. I mean, we redirected our uh, our website already to riotfitoc.com, and then because uh, riotathletics.com is of course taken. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, so um, we're in the process of removing all the terminology and all that stuff and having everything redone. But I mean, and I, actually lately I've been getting a lot of people like no showing for consultations with us because of the word yeah. CrossFit. You know, they opt in, they opt into our ad on Facebook and then um, they don't show up. And I, I always hit them up. I'm like, Hey, like, why didn't you show up? You know? And they're like, Oh, you know, I looked at the website and like CrossFit and this and that. So I'm like, okay. yeah, I've, um, you know, we do the same process where, you know, uh, we do Facebook ads and then bring people in um, for a one-on-one consultation. And a lot of times, you know, because that we're trying to downplay that name CrossFit, they come in here and then they, they see that it kind of is, <laughs> right? <laughs> and yeah. they're like, oh, if I knew this was CrossFit, I wouldn't have came. And so that, that's this, that's the argument right now, right? And so, um, you know, you got a lot of people on one side that say, hey, CrossFit has done so much. Why wouldn't you support the name? You know, why are you hiding from it or whatever? And then on the other hand, it seems, you know, you've got people that have been in the game for a long time that are like, look, we just want to help people get fit and strong. And there is a negative connotation in a lot of people's minds about what CrossFit is or what it isn't. And so they won't even give it a try. So that's the argument. And so what what do you think was the strongest factor for you guys going, yeah, we're taking the name CrossFit out of our uh, branding? um man that's that's a long it's a long answer so like i'll start off by saying like i'm grateful to crossfit for a lot of things you know i met my wife through crossfit like i have twin girls because of that you know what i mean like i have an awesome family that i love like a lot of friends and things in my life like that will be in my life forever people and like memories are you know a direct result of crossfit so relationships like i would have never met you if it wasn't for crossfit like i would have never met steve bowser if it wasn't for crossfit um so like man i'm totally grateful you know for all that uh i just kind of you know i started my gym when i was 26 so i'm 34 now and i'm not at 500 dollars, but uh i'm not at 3000 either so i've been in for quite a while i think we've been affiliated for like seven and a half years um and just like my i don't know like over the years my training philosophy has kind of changed and um I think that the methodologies and stuff are, are pretty solid, but at the same time, like for, for the regular weekend warrior type person. And that's, that's, you know, the people that we kind of set out to help when we opened our business. Um, I I don't necessarily think like the, that intensity under load is necessarily um, vital to them getting fit and healthy. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that brings up like a good point, like just to interject right there, because right now is where this, chasm between what crossfit the methodology i think and i think most people who were around back in 0304 would say is that it was a way to use uh, sound um uh, athletic performance type movements you know deadlifts and snatches and cleans and things like that uh for an average person to get fit right uh and then it evolved into this competitive sport after the fact so uh, right now, a lot of the gyms, especially that have been around since like 11, 12, 13, they were attracted to the competitive aspect of CrossFit. And, and you know, yeah. you know, as well as I do, putting Gen Pop into that kind of environment right away is like 
antithetical to the whole purpose that the CrossFit methodology was yeah. designed for in the first place. And so that's like my beef is, and I think probably uh, where the roads split, you know, in this, these owners groups and stuff, people arguing about affiliating or deaffiliating or rebranding. It's the, it's the uh, fight between, is it, are you training a sport, right? Or are you training people general physical preparedness for life and sport, right? What are you doing? What do you think of that? Yeah, man. Like, uh, like I love the CrossFit games. Like I, I watch them. I, I stay pretty glued to them. I mean, I even had the, the marathon row up on the TV out in the gym and I had it on like my, I have two monitors in my office. Like when I, was, I had it on my, it's just interesting, you know, to have it on and watch and all yeah. that stuff. Like I, I can appreciate uh, the competitive nature just cause I'm, I'm a big sports fan in general, but um, it's, there's two different things, right? Like there's the people that know, know. The, the good coaches, people that have been involved for a long time, like they know that there is a difference and it's, it's our job to kind of, uh, I guess, sell that to the general population. However, like we live in a social media um, act now, ask questions later, like environment. So when you see some of the fuckery that goes on, uh, that shit spreads like wildfire, man. And the, the consensus from the general population is that's something that they would never want to do. And whether we believe that to be true or not, that's the, that's the public perception. And public perception uh, of my business and how I support my family and the families of my staff and create this community for, our, for, for the, the larger community of uh, our surrounding area to come and feel comfortable and safe. Um, in order to provide the service and the care and the love and attention that all of those people deserve and support the families that rely on me to, to eat, uh, I can no longer just, they're two separate things. And I know my views just no longer align with that. And it's, it's just, it's just a necessary thing in the evolution of the fitness industry and the gym business, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, kind of creating your own, your niche, your own, uh, purpose and brand, and then attracting people to that without, you know, somebody else potentially kind of muddy in the waters about what it is you offer or what it is you do. I saw, you know, Phil Trujillo, right? Phil? Yeah. Yep. So we, we yeah. talked when we were in Austin. We had a good chat at dinner uh, with you guys and uh, Phil. And uh, that was right after he had done his Facebook post that uh, kind of blew up, <laughs> you know, where uh, yeah. R- Russell uh, Berger, got involved and <laughs> kind of For, formerly of CrossFit HQ. Of, yes. Uh, I just saw a post from him today on Facebook. I'm actually still friends with him on Facebook. Um, but yeah, we had to, he put that video out and oh man, it freaking heads exploded, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, Phil's, Phil's a funny cat, dude. Like he, he speaks his mind for sure. And uh, like truly does not give a fuck well awesome. he did, well yeah i mean he gives a lot of fucks but just not about <laughs> yeah. what people think of what he does exactly yeah. awesome exactly i, I that... respect that a lot you know no man he, he's a cool dude i like yeah. him a lot and so yeah he just you know he, he got on there and for the same things that you said and you know i've been in the game for a while and like to be honest like i've done it like at a slow kind of pace and i, I caught myself around probably around 2000, oh, probably about 2010 or 11, um, kind of going, like, that, that's where I was like, man, which way should I go with this, right? Like, do I pump up? Like, I really believe in the CrossFit methodology, and I'm 
like I've been around for a long time and I really know this stuff. And, and you know, I, I agree with Glassman on most of this stuff. And, but then again, I'm hearing the hate, you know, like, Hey man, Oh, are you own a CrossFit gym? Pfft, that stuff's dumb. Right. And you know what I mean? And so like, I, I kind of went back and forth and then it became blatantly obvious around 2014 when the uh, same amount of people weren't just showing up because I had a signed CrossFit over my gym. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, getting, sure. you know, getting leads. I mean, ultimately, that's the next step right here is that people that are doing this and doing it, like you said, for a living to put, uh, you know, food on your table for your family and to, you know, change people's lives in your community. Like if they're not showing up at your door, you've got a problem. Right. And so right around 2014, I think, is when, um, you know, just having a link to CrossFit HQ or CrossFit.com to get people in your door uh i think it just hit the top of the curve there and it's been on a downward slide since then yeah man i and i think uh i think that gyms can still thrive with the name it just they just appeal to a certain demographic and they just capture that whole demographic you know but like man like seeing rich froning drop from the top of that rope and like ragdoll on the ground like that's not a good look for a, a company that is trying to thrive in a town of regular people <laughs> you know like that <laughs> like it's just not a good look yeah, man no doubt and and if that's like literally the only the only public like outreach that i believe or i feel that they do and i'm sure affiliate owners will agree with me that are in tune with this stuff is that they have commercials on during the games and don't get me wrong man the commercials yeah. are great and they're very they emotionally uh they, they they do it all right those commercials are awesome but unless you're watching it on cbssports.com or on facebook live or whatever like you're not going to see those commercials and no one's watching the crossfit games unless they know what crossfit is yeah point, it's kind know? of that yeah it's kind of like the the chicken and the egg right like if if you're if you're seeing those commercials like we see them right I, i'm like yeah they are awesome you know when you show the the 70 year old person or the overweight person who's really changed their life through this and but you're right the uh, people that need to be reached aren't getting reached i don't think yeah, like if those commercials were playing right now or like two hours or I'm on the West Coast. So like if they're playing between like eight and noon well, on your in your respective time zone on regular TV, where like like the stay at home moms or like the people in doctor's offices and like the people that actually really need to like yeah. see them. If they're playing then, that's a completely different thing, you know, but uh, unfortunately, that's right. Well, what stay at home mom or what doctor's office is going to be having the CrossFit games live on TV in their office. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, like, if the, if they were just aired as regular commercials on on nationally oh, yeah. syndicated TV broadcasts, you know what I mean? Like, that would be one thing. Like, that's a way that you would actually reach the people that you're claiming to re like be reaching, like you're trying to yeah, reach. Yeah, no, you. that's super interesting but, idea. I mean, I, I wonder if uh, I don't think I don't think CrossFit's ever done that. Have you ever seen a just a, a not a commercial from CrossFit that was not uh, connected to like the games no not once i mean and the games used to be you know they had it on espn espn two, yeah. i think for like a year or two um so i remember being in vegas during the games like that used to be me and my wife's thing is you know we we live and work in a crossfit gym like in in having the luxury of having the crossfit games 20 minutes from us you know uh, up until last year like uh, we would we would go out of town because a lot of our members would want to go to the game so we would just uh, close the gym for the weekend and me and my wife would go to Vegas and while well, everyone went to the CrossFit games 
And uh, I remember walking through the casino in the MGM and seeing the CrossFit Games on ESPN too, and I'm like, oh, that's badass, you yeah. know? Or like, when it, and uh, that that's cool because you're seeing it if it's on ESPN too. But um, yeah, man, like I think that'd be a an interesting point. Like, like I know that the affiliate dues relatively, even if you're getting in today, I think they're uh, very reasonable. Um, I don't think it's expensive like compared to having like a Starbucks franchise or McDonald's right. or something. Uh, but yeah, man, if there's I don't know if there is a way to monetize that and, and they, they, they provide the commercials and if people come in based off those commercials, um, monetize that through your affiliate dues in some way, if it's, if the return on it is legit, then I think that that would actually be something good, you know, for the community as a whole, but that ain't ever. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, well, never say never. I mean, like if you think about like, that's a, a lot of the times on, um, you know, we have other people that listen to this that aren't CrossFit affiliates and that actually badmouth it. And, uh, but, um, as far as CrossFit affiliate owners go, like I haven't, you know, that argument comes up. It's like, what, what am I getting for my, uh, you know, my affiliate dues. Right. And, you know, some people say, Oh, you, you know, you're getting a lot. And then other people say you're not getting anything, but I think both sides of that fence would agree that if there were nationally syndicated commercials, and you're a CrossFit affiliate, that would obviously be good for business, right? 100%. And I mean, like, even since, even since making this transition, you know, and like, public, like, if you search for CrossFit gym in, in our area, like, we're right. still going to pop up. Um, we have been getting people coming in looking for CrossFit, and we have been signing yep. them up. Um, I think that I think that the value I think there's more than more than enough value for what you pay to use the name yeah. for sure, just the brand recognition alone. Um, however, like you're appealing to one, a certain demographic, uh, and not, not the, the masses, you know, and, um, the masses are where, where the most help, like that's where the, the most attention needs to be allocated is to be, uh, getting people back in shape and then them, um, being role models for their kids and saving this next generation from the path that it's going down. No, agreed. And anybody who's in that fight, <laughs> regardless of politics or anything else realizes that it's something that we can't really afford to lose in this country. You know, I mean, it's crazy, right? Just like, I mean, I have a hard enough time. I own a gym and it's hard to stay in shape. Right? I can't imagine somebody that, you know, is just fighting all the other stuff in life and they're, you know, 30 or 40 pounds overweight and they don't know where to start. You know, they got to find somebody to get help from. And I guess, you know, we're that line of defense and that Glassman's doing a really good job of, you know, trying to, um, you know, position CrossFit in a place where it's at the forefront of changing the obesity and the diabetes problem and, the, you know, lack of fitness and, and all the stuff that goes with it. Uh, but he's at a big high level when he's doing that, you know, taking on big soda, right? And, and the NSCA yeah, for and sure. everything and down here in the grassroots, right, is, you know, we're, we're fighting with, like you said, dude, oh, I can't do CrossFit. It's too hard. You know, I'm going to get hurt. I'd rather go to Orange Theory, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like, that's a lot of energy and I applaud, I applaud the effort. Um, but like, like, okay, so I'm sitting in front of my computer right now and I'm going to tell you right now, Coca-Cola's net worth is 1.71 billion with yeah. a B while CrossFit's is approximately a hundred yeah. million. Um, so like you're, you're, you're bringing a, a knife to a freaking nuclear bomb fight. Like you're, that's like, 
You're going up against the most recognized brand of any brand in the entire yeah, world. Well, I don't know. If, you know, like every... Facebook or uh, Apple just today became the first trillion dollar company. Oh yeah, that's right. I just saw that. You're right. So you're going up against the second biggest, <laughs> you know, yeah, no doubt, man. So like, man, dude, the, the thought is in the right place. I just think that the attention could be allocated towards something more effective and actually reaching the masses, like all the time and effort and money that takes to chase down the biggest, I guess, soda company in the world. Like, like you're not going to, I'm sorry, man. You're not going to reach like where where the issues are in the rural areas and inner city and places where you're not seeing prominence of CrossFit gyms. Like, dude, that that's where the places that need help. You know? Yeah, so. no doubt. I'm I'm just wondering, you know, where it's all going to end up, right? Like, uh, yeah, man. Now, like, it's it's interesting to watch, just to sit back and watch now and see what happens. Yeah, I'm set, you know I'm I'm over here just like in the trenches like you, and I'm like, man. Oh, that you know, yeah, that's a great commercial. Yeah, go Glassman, and then I'm like, oh shit, man, somebody else fucked up and made CrossFit look stupid again. And you know, and then I'm on the, you know, uh, I, Stu. We've had Stu on the podcast. He's doing a great job about you know marketing and branding and talking to people in a real way. Um, did you did you look at his? Did you see his post about um, you know changing your Facebook page to be more business like? No, I don't. Who's Stu Brown? What the fuck, Jim? Talk. Dude, uh, I never oh even knew God, about dude. that. Where you been? <laughs> I'll, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'll put you in touch with him. But anyway, um, on the uh, on the affiliate owners group, um, you know, he'll post there a lot, and uh, he does some videos and stuff. And what he did was uh, basically critiqued a uh, a Facebook page of a CrossFit affiliate owner, right? <clears throat> and it brought up the conversation about, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, the, the age old one, like don't show ripped hands or, you know, your, your people shouldn't really be ripping their hands anyway. Um, you know, how are yeah. we marketing CrossFit, you know, and how are we selling what we do? And you know, ultimately, like I said, that like from my perspective, it's the it's just the battle between GPP and sport. Right. So like you're either marketing yeah. your gym as, hey, we do competitive CrossFit in our gym. Or you're trying to market it towards, um, you know, that the soccer mom, right? And so I think yep. both of those are like you, we're fighting against each other because the you know if you're marketing towards soccer moms, they're going to see the sport of CrossFit out there, and they're going to be afraid of what you do. And if you're marketing towards like the sport of CrossFit type of thing, then you're going to alienate the soccer moms. So like we're kind of like beating ourselves over the head with this. No. Yeah, it's so like there's no uh yeah, it no clear kind of message. like walk like toe yeah, in this no, line. Like clear message yeah. on, on what we're doing, right? In the affiliates and we're just arguing back and forth. But uh, yeah, we got to turn you on to Stu, man. And see see what he's Is he is he on Facebook oh, or yeah. Instagram or yeah. what? what the, just go look up what the fuck Jim Talk. WTF Jim Talk. Okay. Yeah. Are you on the owners one of those owners groups on Facebook? No. Um, you consider no. yourself lucky do it <laughs> i think i used to be and i just i had to get out of there i was also like in a it was like a west coast like gym equipment sale like group and it was awful dude like oh, okay well dude the worst facebook page group that i'm on is the crossfit masters facebook group i still got one more year bro <laughs> the master. The, and and uh, don't get me wrong like there's a, a friend of mine is actually competing this week he's in fourth place right now at the games in the 50 year old bracket uh mike egan 
he started out at our gym years ago and he's, he was, uh, he, I, fourth place still last I checked today, but, um, so, you know, and I'm, uh, definitely a master's <laughs> type person. And, uh, so I'm on that group, dude. It's hilarious. It's like, I, there's some good posts on there, but there's just some ones where you just smack your face. Like what the hell is going on in this world? Right. And so, yeah. Um, yeah so don't just stay away from it. I actually got kicked off of, uh, uh, the one owners group. Um, you got kicked yeah, off? No way. I know. Crazy. I know. Crazy. Yeah, I would. I would never well, thought that you would ever say anything to kick, kick out of a well, group. Well, I'm in good company though, so you know you can judge a man by his enemies, I guess. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have been kicked out of a group myself. Well, I think we should all strive for that. You know, if you're not saying it's. If you're not saying uh, stuff that's, you know, on, if you're if you're not getting in trouble, then you're not speaking the truth. I, that's just all I think, you know, you're, you're going to definitely sure, piss somebody sure. off, man. So uh, you guys are in wh- where you're in Orange County, right? Yeah, we're in the OC. The OC. Uh, we actually call it here. Yeah, the OC. Um, yeah, I drove my Bentley to work <laughs> today uh, after surfing all morning and um yeah, I was thinking about going to happy hour after this and just, yeah, we don't do much in California, man. We don't work that hard. It's legit. Dude, I know, man. I, I was, uh, when I was in the Marines, I was in San Diego area and Orange County area, dude. And like, yeah, you guys are just, it's nothing but rich white people and, you know, really expensive cars and like nobody asked that really work, right? It's just uh, in certain areas, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> it's I have... I have. A, I was just talking about this with my mom yesterday. Bringing my mom on the podcast. Shout out with hey, my mom. mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, talking about like uh, my whole family is from Massachusetts, and my mom is from like the Boston area. My dad's from Western Mass, and he has a huge family. And they've like my whole life like always give us shit every time we go, like thinking that we're like rich boys and we don't work. Like like we don't have the same struggles and lives that other, like everybody has, yeah. you know. Just just because we're from California, like, it's just funny. <laughs> no, that's like perception, man, for sure. Like, I mean, I grew up in Connecticut, right? And people go, oh, Connecticut's all, like, rich, right? I'm like, uh, do a Google search for Bridgeport, Connecticut. <laughs> Your yeah. mind will be blown, man. What do you think? Uh, like, I mean, that brings up an interesting topic, though, like the economy. Like, um, right now, you know, <clears throat> gym owners, right, summer slump, right? Um, and then the economy totally and like i know there's this everybody you know this push where like we really need to charge more for our services are you seeing uh like a benefit or a better economy or a worse economy um as far as the gym business goes um i mean you know a part part of the reason for getting out was uh the like the four-year race to the bottom when the when we experienced the boom of affiliates opening and uh, they didn't realize that, oh, shit, like we actually have to get people in here to survive. So everyone started undercutting, undercutting, undercutting until we're like at 100 bucks or less a month for like pretty like if you're a good gym, like you're you have expert coaches, you know, like and you're making no money. So we've experienced um, that we are now the most expensive gym within any like within pretty fucking far. Um, and we're just seeing gyms closing and gyms bleeding members and then coming here and I'm getting better now about, uh, the comparison uh, price shopping people. Yeah. Um, 
I pretty much turn them away. Like I, I like when we when we get an email now asking what our rates are, I just tell them that we're on a waiting cool. list. That's a good tip. Um, and then, yeah, and then anyone like then people will be like, hey, I go to this gym. I'm interested in checking out your gym. Is there a good time to come in and talk? And I'm like, fuck yes, you know. And I get those people in, and um, you show them the gym and show them like where you know how much better you are and all the stuff that you offer. Uh, it's an easy sell. Like. What? Or like you shouldn't be you sh like you should not be getting less than two hundred a month. Yeah, that I mean that's pretty much if you look, um, the the franchise type fitness companies. Uh, you know, I from last I checked, I'm pretty sure, and I may be wrong. Somebody out there can correct me, but two hundred average client value is their number, right? Yeah, and that's I mean that's like the the lowest, yeah. you know, like or it should be like, you know, he two hundred should be. You know, if you're coming three days a week and you're and you're actually serious about your fitness, 200 is a drop in the bucket. It's no big deal. Um, if you want more specialized and you want, uh, I don't know, just more attention, um, I don't even think five, five, six, seven hundred dollars a month is even that bad. Like, if you look at, if you break down, like, dude, I had a girl that we signed up uh, the other day who spends four hundred and fifty dollars a month on Starbucks. She goes twice a really? day. Really. Yeah. And I was just like, Jesus, like, and she was 20 years old living at home. It's like, she was that like a 20 year old living at home, their income isn't that high. And she was spending like, probably, I don't know, what is that? Maybe like a quarter or a fifth of her income. Like if you're just guessing like on fucking Starbucks, like shitty yeah. coffee. Like the, well, the, co the coffee's actually <laughs> you know? pretty good. I think it's the other crap they put in it. But you know, when I kind of do that too, when I, when I talk to people is, um, you know, I, I like, Hey, what are you spending on alcohol? you know, eating out, um, coffee, you know, so, like just extraneous bullshit, right. That's not leading you towards your goals. And, but even then it's like, it doesn't really smack people in the face a lot of times, you know? No, I find, I mean, that's like, that's, that's something that I bring up definitely to kind of hammer my other points home. But, um, I twist that knife, man. Like I find out like, like, if you're not happy when you get out of the mirror or when you get out of the shower and look in the mirror every day, or like you avoid looking in the mirror, you know, <laughs> cause you're not stoked on your, like, that's a pretty, it's, everyone can relate to something like that. So I try and uh, just be relatable to them and understand that, Hey man, like you're not getting younger. And if you keep going on the path around, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. Um, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And then, then I tell them like, and you're like spending four fifty a month on caramel macchiatos. Yeah. Like, it's like your priorities are off here and then there's like a really good meme going around that says instead of saying i don't have time for my health you say i am not interested in prioritizing my health and like see how that sounds yeah like i think I, yeah I, I know when you're talking i think I, I saw that you know i'm like it's so true man and it even rings home for all of us like like we could all be doing better just uh it's just breaking that belief system that a lot of people have and in order to do that, you got to get them in and show them and talk to them. Yeah, know? I think uh, I think you see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of gyms are going towards that where you definitely need to uh, bring people in, find out what the hell it is going on in their life. And, you know, if you can help them or not. And then that brings up, you know, hey, like so sales. Right. And <clears throat> this was like an argument for a long time, like gym owners. Oh, I'm a coach or whatever. I'm not a good salesperson. Well, guess what? if you're going to own a gym and you want to be successful, you are, everybody's a salesperson. You're everybody, you have to sell yourself. You have to sell a product. You have to sell something. So 
did the did you do anything uh, are you just like a natural salesperson or did you like take any courses or are you trying to get better at it yeah i mean you do realize that you're in sales right i know you do oh yeah. dude well i mean that that's like I, I joke now with everyone like i have a desk job now i don't push, yeah. you know um i sit at a desk and i i create ads and i manage ads and i call people and then i bring get them in here and i sell like i'm a salesman right um and I was never selling. I was always like, dude, I got in at the right time. I'm blessed. You know, like I got into the gym, went in, into this business when like it was a boom and I just rode the wave, like literally word of mouth. I'm a, I, I feel like I'm a cool dude. I have an aesthetically pleasing gym. It's big, you know, and like a cool community tattoos, the gym's all blasted all over the walls. Like it, it was easy to get people in the door and then that stopped. Right. So then I had to almost close the gym, uh, very close within 45 days, yeah. uh, and then Steve had been talking about uh, gym launch and I'm, I'll give him a shout out, man. They changed my life. Yeah, uh, yeah man. Gym launch secrets. And uh, I joined the group and then joined the mastermind group within a week and uh, just completely changed my mindset and my outlook and how I ran the, the company and uh, taught me how to sell and taught me how to, that we're valuable and that we're worth way more than what we think we are. And this is all about truly helping people change their lives and um, getting paid for it. You know? So, yeah. Uh, I mean, sales is everything. If you're not advertising and you're not selling, you're going to die. Absolutely. I mean, to, you know, total disclaimer, this is not an ad and it's totally cool for, you know, we're not sponsored by any of these companies, but you know, I was part of Mad Lab for a long time. I've been in other mastermind type groups and I'm in gym launch and legacy uh, with Alex Hermosi. Um, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, the six week challenges and stuff. Uh, but, you know, the gym launch and Mad Lab and, um, you know, maybe two brain. I don't know. I haven't done that. But there's so much more than like a, a challenge type thing. If you're not if, if you're running a gym and you want it to be your profession, I, I just and if you know, if you don't have actual sales training or some kind of um, a plan to market and sell and sustain your gym and make money from doing it, then just like you see, you know, like you said, a lot of these gyms are going out of business. So yeah, I've definitely seen myself, uh, you know, learn a lot from it. And uh, a lot of these companies, you know, there's a lot more underneath that tip of the iceberg. It's not the six week challenge thing that everybody worries about. There's so much more about marketing and sales and leadership and, you know, accounting and finance and all that kind of stuff that, you know, you, that I think, you know, this micro gym, revolution i think uh needs to learn that stuff yeah it's a it's adapt or die you know like you're either you're either gonna be like honestly it, it, i haven't tried anything else like i had never even heard of the companies that you're talking about until i hung out with you yeah. guys um this is the first one i had ever heard of because my attitude about it was the same as many gym owners and it was like no man like i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and people are gonna come right and that's how it's gonna be you know and when I'm down to 90 members and I'm bleeding out, I'm three months behind on rent, two months behind on taxes. I haven't paid a coach in a year. They're working for free. Uh, like I can't repair equipment. I'm like late on every bill. There's bills that are like several months behind. And I'm like playing this game of like rotating which ones I'm going to pay, waiting for, uh, I don't know, the internet to get shut off before I pay it. Like that kind of shit, you know, for so long. Yeah. Um, you, you know that you need to make a change and by, by joining Gym Launch, that gave me the tools to sell 
um, something that would help me get out of that hole. And by joining Legacy, it gave me the tools to actually build a company of people that are excited to help people and, and build a community of people that are excited to be helped, you know? And um, if you're either gonna be a gym launch gym or you're not. And if you're not, you better, you better have some serious, serious uh, clout with your name, whether you're a former professional athlete or former high-level CrossFit athlete. Because if you don't have that, um, you're, it's not going to work for you. You're going to have to get a, a big boy job. You yeah. Know, it's going to happen. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, what you said, you know, brutally honest, dude. And, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, the gym business and your actual position and circumstances a while back. And I was glad to see you're killing it. But, you know, I know there's a lot of other gyms out there that are exactly where you were a year ago, you know, that are. For sure. Well, I mean, dude, this was February. Right, 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 it's like. Ago. Like <laughs> it wasn't even this is like six yeah, months ago dude exactly. and I, I i'm by no means killing it i've just I, i've figured out the tools and i understand that i have to work and i'm smarter uh than or i don't want to like i'm the smartest man alive but like i'm smart enough to know that it takes some serious work and focus and and get like buying in 100 because what was what we were doing before wasn't working and i had nothing to lose so now I'm fully on board and bought in and um, the light, like it's a positive outlook now, you know, it's, it's very optimistic and it, it looks like after we get through this summer, um, things are going to be much better. So um, I'm by no means killing it. I just, uh, I got lucky, man. Like, you know, well, like the, yeah. the tools are there. Well, no, if, that, if, dude, it's, if you're, yeah, it's not luck, man. It's, you know, it's like what you said is like, you got to work hard. You have to be following some kind gotta, of You got to work real fucking hard. Yeah. And uh, like, it's, you get it, relentless, man. Like the minute you think and the, the, you know, any of my hard times in the gym have always come after I thought I was killing it, you know, like, um, and then bam, you, so you let up for a minute and, you know, you find yourself back in a hole again. And I, I think, you know, the advice that you're given and the experience that you're talking about is useful for a lot of gym owners that are going to be listening to this um because they're in the exact same place or they're you know we talk about the hobby gym owner right the hobbyist you know yeah and that, that's fine like there's a there's a gym local to us it's owned by like three or four police officers yep. um and i mean they've had a games team like they're I, I believe that they do it for hobby because they have real careers right. you know like not that being a gym owner is not a real career they have other right. careers um and it's a hobby for them and it works and that's awesome but like like Gym owners work so fucking hard between cleaning the gym and restocking everything and dealing with all the personalities and chasing down credit cards that declined and coaching and on-ramping and all the shit that you do. You work so hard, like spinning your wheels and not progressing. And like, it seems like you're progressing, but you're really yeah. not. Like by joining a company like Gym Launch, they teach you how to leverage that effort and actually make money and be successful while helping the community get fit. And then you're providing jobs for people that wouldn't otherwise have them. And like, you're finding cool people to be around all day. You wear gym clothes all day. You get to have tattoos and say fuck whenever you want. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such, it's, it's such a cool, it's a cool uh, business to be in, but um, like, fuck, like maximize your efforts, you know, like it's, it sucks when like you, you pay everybody and you pay your rent and then you can't pay yourself and you're fucking, struggling and stressed out like that's no yeah that's definitely not I, I think a lot of people got themselves into that from you know 
Oh man, you know, let's be honest. Most gyms, like CrossFit type gyms, are you know, it, this even happens in the regular, um, you know, functional fitness or boot camp type, you know, cardio type gyms, where you get a coach and who thinks that, oh shit, I can do this guy is killing it. Like he's got you know, one hundred or two hundred or three hundred members, and they're paying one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty dollars a month, and shit, I, I'm a better coach than him. I could do this, and then. A lot of these, you know, a lot of these gyms, like, just were like, oh, shit, I love this so much, I'm going to do it, and no business systems, no financial plan, you know, and I, I, th I don't know what the number is, but there's got to be a vast majority of micro gyms that um, the owner has some kind of secondary job, and, and they may even be keeping the gym afloat that way, and so, but yeah, you're right, that's no way to live, and the stress, and I, I guarantee you somebody's out there going, this is freaking stressful, and I can't pay my bills and what the hell did I get into, but I can't quit. I, you know, these people depend on me. So, uh, I mean, we're in that kind of a place right now, I, I, I think, and uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out, you know? Yeah. And, and there's another part of that too, is like gym owners are usually selfless people right? and they're caring, you know, cause they want to help people. So they, they work with people's alleged budgets, you know, someone's pulling up in an S class, but they're saying that they can't afford more than 120 bucks a month. Can you, can you work with them? You know? yeah. and like, <laughs> like that happens so much. And it's like, you always have that thought in your head. That's like, that you're driving an S class, but like, that's why they're driving an S class, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, like they're, they're getting deals left and right everywhere, man. And it's like, get your worst, you know? And like, like you can be like, dude, you can be like the fittest, most badass motherfucker on the planet and have a gym and be poor. And then you're going to get beat out by me, who's a fat power lifter, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, because I understand people. and I, I don't know, man. It's just, dude, like, you got to make the change. If it's not working and you're not, you're not able to support a family off what you're doing and you don't have any other plans or trajectory in life to do something else, then you better get on board with something that's actually going to be sustainable because, yeah, dude, I, like, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people uh, who are running you know, the micro gym type of scenario, like we're talking about, they're just hoping and, you know, Oh, I hope it gets better. Or, um, I don't need to make any money or, you know, Hey, that's not true. Right? <laughs> Burnout is coming or something bad is coming, or, you know, you're going to let a lot of people down pretty soon, but do, doing the, so for gym launch, it, um, you're, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm doing it too, but you're definitely um, like, I, I come to you for advice on it a lot. And uh, what do you think the most important aspect of, you know, being part of a company like Gym Launch or, you know, basically any company that's, uh, um, you know, trying to uh, mentor a business owner in the gym world, what do you think like the big takeaway is like, what, what did you get the most out of? Um, for some reason, like, in social interactions, it's hard for me to read between the lines and pick up on signals. So like, I was always like bad at dating and stuff because I never picked up on the right signals. Right. I don't know if I'm just like socially retarded or something. But being in the, because it comes with access to a, an online Facebook group and kind of being in the group and going through the training and seeing the questions and feedback from people, I was kind of able to read between the lines with a lot of the questions. Are you talking? Um, it took me a minute. Yeah, are you talking about like like sales and stuff like that when you're when you're dealing with like a, a new potential client? Um, I'm just talking about like like how like I guess like 
how I figured out how Gym Launch actually works. Oh, okay, cool. Because because you go through the whole sales process with them, and you under like they they tell you how it works, and then you know they give you all this stuff, and you have to watch the videos and go through the portals and learn, you know, like set all up everything online, and then learn how to sell and believe in the program. Um, I think like there's a limiting belief that like people hear six week challenge and I'm guilty of it too. Like I used to have a hydrostatic dunk tank in my gym uh-huh. and I, re- I remember dunking a guy talking about the six week challenge and I was like, Oh, that's fucking stupid. You know? And that was like a, a year before I joined. Uh-huh. Um, like, like learning the program and believing in it and actually knowing that you really are helping people and then like getting through your first couple cycles of the challenge and like seeing how drastically you're changing people's lives. Um, it's pretty easy to buy in and understand so that when you actually see that you're helping people really get serious results, like it's really easy to be like, okay, like this is actually legit, you know? So it, it creates conviction and a belief that what you're doing is real. Yeah. So that, that's probably a big thing. Cause I think a lot of people get in and they struggle cause they don't actually believe that what they're doing is legit. Yeah. I, I know. I, it's, a, it's that imposter syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think like, you know, if, if you're going to join a company like this, you have to actually buy in like mentally, like you, you're going to physically, you're going to really buy in because it's expensive. Yeah. Um, but you need to, you need to buy in and dedicate some time to watching the portals. Like I had a, I had a friend of mine, luckily who had leadership uh, experience that for the first two months was able to come in and help me um, with sales and meeting people and just like, managing staff while I was learning because I needed to really dedicate time to learn. Like you can't just kind of half it, half ass it. Like I think I got through all the videos in like two days. Um, and then we launched and then just doing it, you know, and then recording yourself. And like we would, uh, and after every sales meeting, uh, we would, we would block them. So that they were 30 minutes. There was a 30 minute gap in between meetings at first so that we could sit down and make, make notes on like what we did and what we would change and stuff like that. Cool. Um, so we did that and that kind of ironed out the sales process. And then it was all about understanding that, uh, like learning about Facebook ads and then understanding that like, you have to always be like creating new stuff and putting it out. Like you gotta be on top of it every single day. Yeah, for uh, sure. Cause what, ha- what happened to me was we, we got some, we made some ads that crushed from like March until uh, a couple of days before I came to Austin and then I turned the ads off when I was in Austin because I couldn't be there to sell. And when I came back and turned them on uh, for like the rest of June, my, my cost per lead was between 25 and $75. Which is high for the people out there that aren't running Facebook ads. That's a lot. Yeah. Like before that I was at about five to seven bucks. So just for some reference. So uh, I had to spend all of June and July making little to no sales while recreating ads. And now, now I kind of got that all hashed out and everything, but dude, it's a lot of work, man. It's not just going to be handed to you and you can't, you can't go into the groups and then see other people quote unquote crushing it. That's why I say I'm not crushing it. Cause like I'm still learning and like having to go back and recreate new stuff all the time. Um, you just have to be able to read between the lines and understand that like, like, dude, there's some people in there, they started with 500 members. So when you see their numbers, <laughs> yeah. you know, you're yeah. like, okay, that makes sense. Like, you know, I started with 90 members. Right. Uh, so, like, we're at 140 right now. We, we got up to 170 really fast. 
But we've had a lot of attrition during summertime. Yeah, summer summertime is tough. And that you know, that that context of like, you know, judging yourself how you're doing um against other gyms or businesses over the internet, right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's the same. The same holds true as when you're on Instagram and you know that half the shit you're seeing on there is bullshit. Right. It's the same thing in there too. It's like you don't have a reference to go off. Right. Well, that, that's know? like in, in some. Yeah, that's why you like you're lucky. Not like, when I, I kind of half joke about like the CrossFit affiliate owners or you know gym owners forums. You go in there and like there's all kinds of advice and you know people are you know asking questions and they're um, you know they're. Uh, putting up there, hey, this is how we do it, and this really worked for us, and and uh, you know, but it's the internet, dude. You know, yeah, for sure, and like it, it worked for them because like they created it, and like it's their baby, and they understand how to manipulate it. But like I, I try to do stuff in there, and it doesn't work for me. And like I've gone back to the original how how like I learned how to do it, and now everything's working again. You know, so I just know that there's some extra processes that I have to go through now that I was trying to avoid doing. That's why I switched. And I'm like, okay, like this is telling me that I haven't taken the time to learn the full way to do it the original way. So let's go back to the way it was working and then get that fucking dialed in. And then I can try and do something new. You know? Yeah. I think we're all kind of um, like victims of like chasing that, you know, the next best thing or, you know, that shiny object or, you know, some kind of hack or a trick that's going to, help us get to where we want to go and we ought to know better if, if we're a halfway decent fitness or strength and conditioning coach like you wouldn't tell your client that right <laughs> you you would tell your client hey let's stick to the basics let's work really really hard really really consistently and then let's tighten up our weaknesses as we go and then next year you'll be closer to your goal right it, it, yeah <laughs> and, but yet as business owners right we're on these forums and we're talking to each other and we're like hey dude did you see this new uh this new sales hack or did you see here's a new you can use youtube ads now and you know like we're constantly chasing that one like you said just you know doing the basics like creating new content keeping what works going after it every single day right knowing your numbers every single day you know doing the little basic things that are so fucking boring and tedious right and they just drive you nuts, but those are the things that are going to lead to your success. 100%, man, 100%. Like, you know, Alex always says, like, you know, you, you got to be bored. And he's, and it has to be like that in every stage. Like, I got to get this dialed in so that I can add, like, move to the next step. And if I try and skip a bunch of steps, then I have to come back and do it anyway. Yeah. So that's kind of what I learned in the last couple months. Um, but luckily, like, I have learned how, and I've been given the tools to bring people in my door. So like when you have a month, like a lot of gyms have in June and July, um, you're still able to still like offset it. You know what I mean? Yes. When you have, like we had a bunch of, we had a handful of older members leave. Right. um, For whatever their reasons were, like they're taking a break or like a couple people had kids and they don't, they don't understand that. Like, Hey man, like your wife's going to want you out of the house. (laughs) Like they're like first time dads and stuff. Like we had, we had one first time dad who's the biggest stud in our gym. Um, he's a fireman. Like he, now he's like, dude, I'm coming even more now. But like, there's a couple of people, you know, they had, they had their kids and um, they just stopped coming. And I'm like, dude, like you're going to need to get out of the house and work out. Like, I have, I have 
two and a half year old twins, you know, like you're going to want that time. Your wife's going to want you out of the house because you're going to get on each other's nerves. And uh, so you get that kind of stuff. You get people moving. You just get people that weren't utilizing the gym and it's just not important to them anymore. And you, you didn't show them how important it was. So yeah. they bounce. So, you know, you just have that summer, that summer kind of fall off that a lot of gyms have. And, uh, but you're given the tools to hustle and, and kind of counterbalance it. So that's, that's kind of what we did. And now as summer winds down, I'm starting to see, uh, things kind of stabilizing back to that. Another rapid growth cycle is about to hit, you know, you can just see it happening. Yeah. I watched, uh, you know, I, I follow Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, Gary V and he's, he's yeah. got a podcast uh, or not a podcast. Well, he does, but uh, one of, um, one of his short videos, um, was called August. You know, and he talks. Yeah, yeah, I saw that yeah, one. And so, and I, I'm sure a lot of, you know, Jim, a lot of businesses for that matter, um, you know, that, that summer doldrums thing, right? And you're going to go through these cycles, but you hit on, I think the most important thing, no matter, you know, if anybody out there is listening, they're like, oh, I need a mentorship group or, you know, gym launch or Mad Lab or whatever it is, Two Brain, whoever you're, you know, going to follow. The number one thing is if you're going to run a gym for profit, you have to keep getting people in your door, right? So yeah, for sure, man. you have to market to them and then you have to sell them. And, and so those two words are, you know, in, in like a lot of gym owners, all those are dirty words, right? Well, yeah, no, right. Um, yeah, no, man, that's your, that's your bloodline. Like you have to look at it this way. Like you want less than you want a 3% churn rate, right? Like that's the oh, goal in our group at least is 3%. So for every hundred people you have, you're going to lose three per month. Right. Okay. So if you have 200 people, that means only losing six per month would be like a really good rate. Like 5% is acceptable. Definitely not 10% or higher. Right. Like that's too high. That's so that said, like, if you have a hundred person gym, like you need to break, if you have a good, a low churn rate, you should be expecting to bring in between three to 10 people a month just to stay at a hundred. Right. Right. So if you're not advertising and trying to get people in the gym and sell them on membership, then you are going to fucking die. <laughs> you're going to go out of business eventually. Yeah. And that's what happened to us. Like it took four years because we had 220 members, right. You know, but when you're, when you're losing, you know, 5% a month, but you're only signing up a handful and like you get a bump here and there, but then you get a drastic fall off here and there, you know, after three years, you find yourself at, at 90 from 220. Yeah. That's like, uh, you know, all the gurus are going to tell you, you need to know your churn rate, but that's, I mean, that's simple economics, right? I mean, anybody can understand that, you know, like, Hey, if you eat too much and exercise too little, you're going to get fat. If you spend more money than you make, you're going to go broke. If you have more members leaving your gym that are coming in, you're going to go out of business. And so obviously what's, you know, what's the first solution? If you're in a boat that's sinking, um, you can either keep bailing water or you can plug the leaks, right? <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. Like, but and most gyms have a lot of leaky, sh a lot of leaks. A lot of leaks. We all do. Even just... the best, the best businesses and the best gyms out there have leaks, right? It's, I, I think yep. it's the people that have, you know, obviously you want to get rid of them, but the ones that, you know, A, plug those leaks the best and bail the water out. In other words, get new members or get new business, you know, despite those leaks are going to be the ones that succeed. And like you said, it's a grind. It has to be boring. It's every single day. Right. And I think a lot of, yeah. uh, I think a lot of um, people, you know, they get into this kind of, you know, CrossFit gym or, you know, powerlifting gym or, you know, Olympic weightlifting or whatever, because of their passion 
or their love or maybe some misguided idea that they're going to get rich <laughs> right and and then yeah. that that sales and marketing becomes a super dirty word to them or they just don't take the time to learn it or you know whatever and then they you know they're out of business and or you know but but they're still out there and they're contributing to the you know like you said earlier the uh, race to the bottom right somebody who doesn't know yep. sales and marketing and isn't confident that they can plug their leaks and bring people in their only tool, their only weapon is a lower price, right? Yeah, for sure. Like that, that's all they have. Like, because all they're doing is providing a class, like for the most part, uh, I can't lump everyone into that category, right. but I would say it's probably fair to say that most gyms CrossFit or not, uh, you're paying to walk in the door. Like you go to a global gym, you're paying literally just to walk in the door. If, if you're paying for, uh, a niche, you know, boutique style gym, you're being led through class and all that stuff. Uh, that's great. Um, but they're lacking uh, the accountability and lacking the nutritional guidance and all the other like the 3D scans and all the other stuff that we do. Right. Yeah. So yeah, dude, we're almost at an hour. That was super awesome. Um, you know, what we ought to do is is kind of follow this up later. Uh, let's do another one because, you know, Stephen and I've been doing this podcast uh, all last year. And then we took a little break and he's up in Madison and uh, I'm messaging him right now. He can't, I guess Madison is like, he's out in the rural area or something. I don't know, but he can't get a good connection, but we ought to pick up where we left off Derek and have you on again. And uh, you know, kind of talk this business thing. Cause I'm super interested. You know, I come to you for advice on this stuff too. And you know, what's next once you have people coming in your doors and you know, once you're fixing your retention, how do we do that? And then what's next? What do we do as gym owners after that? Do that, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, awesome. dude. Cool. Absolutely. All right, brother, I know you got to get back to work, and so do I. And we'll have Steven on next time, and uh, we'll talk to everybody again soon. This is Mike and Derek from the Underground Playground Podcast. We'll check you all later. Out. Peace out.